Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about the physiological changes that occur in pregnancy. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash physiology in pregnancy or in the reproductive system section of the Zero to Finals obstetrics and gynaecology book. So let's get straight into it. The body goes through a large number of changes during pregnancy and you'll come across pregnant women with a high heart rate, low blood pressure, abnormal blood test results and skin changes. It helps to know what changes are normal in a healthy pregnant woman and when to investigate further for underlying disease. Let's start with the hormonal changes in pregnancy. The anterior pituitary gland produces more adrenocorticotrophic hormone or ACTH and also produces more prolactin and melanocyte stimulating hormone in pregnancy. Higher ACTH levels lead to a rise in steroid hormones, particularly cortisol and aldosterone. Higher steroid levels lead to an improvement in most autoimmune conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis and also a susceptibility to diabetes and infections. Increased prolactin acts to suppress FSH and LH, leading to reduced FSH and LH levels. Increased melanocyte-stimulating hormone causes increased pigmentation of the skin during pregnancy, resulting in skin changes like linea nigra and melasma. Remember, linea nigra is some pigmentation underneath the umbilicus, underneath the belly button, and melasma is increased pigmentation on the skin, usually on the face across the cheekbones. Thyroid-stimulating hormone levels remain normal, but T3 and T4 thyroid hormones rise. HCG levels rise, roughly doubling every 48 hours, until they plateau around 8-12 to weeks of gestation, then they gradually start to fall. Progesterone levels rise throughout pregnancy. Progesterone acts to maintain the pregnancy, prevent contractions and suppress the mother's immune system so that she doesn't react to the fetal antigens. The corpus luteum produces progesterone until 10 weeks of gestation and then after 10 weeks the placenta produces it for the remainder of the pregnancy. Estrogen levels rise throughout pregnancy and estrogen is produced by the placenta. Next let's talk about the changes to the uterus, the cervix and the vagina. The size of the uterus increases from around 100 grams to 1.1 kilograms during a pregnancy. There is hypertrophy of the myometrium, which is the muscle layer of the uterus, and of the blood vessels in the uterus. Increased estrogen may cause cervical ectropion and increased cervical discharge. Estrogen also causes hypertrophy of the vaginal muscles and increased vaginal discharge. The changes in the vagina prepare it for delivery, however they make bacterial and candida infections, thrush, more common. Before delivery, prostaglandins break down collagen in the cervix, allowing it to dilate and efface during childbirth. Next let's talk about the cardiovascular changes during pregnancy. And there's several cardiovascular changes in pregnancy. There's increased blood volume, 
increased blood plasma volume, increased cardiac output with an increase in stroke volume and heart rate, decreased peripheral vascular resistance, decreased blood pressure in early and middle pregnancy which returns to normal by term, varicose veins can occur due to peripheral vasodilation and obstruction of the inferior vena cava by the uterus, and peripheral vasodilation can cause flushing and hot sweats. Next, the respiratory changes in pregnancy. Tidal volume and respiratory rate increase in the later stages of pregnancy to meet the increased demands for oxygen from the body and from the fetus. Next, the renal changes in pregnancy, and there's a number of changes in the kidneys that happen during pregnancy. There's increased blood flow to the kidneys. There's an increase in glomerular filtration rate, so the speed at which the glomerulus filters the blood and produces urine. There's increased aldosterone, which leads to increased salt and water reabsorption and retention from the urine. There's increased protein excretion from the kidneys, and a normal level of protein excretion is up to 0.3 grams in 24 hours. And there's also dilatation of the ureters and the collecting system, which leads to a physiological hydronephrosis. And this is more so on the right side. Next, let's talk about the hematology and biochemistry changes that occur in pregnancy. There's an increased red blood cell production during pregnancy, which leads to higher iron, folate and B12 requirements. This means women are more likely to become deficient in iron, folate and B12 because they're trying to produce more red blood cells. Plasma volume increases more than the red blood cell volume, which leads to a lower concentration of red blood cells. Higher plasma volume means the hemoglobin concentration and red cell concentration, which we call hematocrit, fall in the pregnancy, resulting in anemia. Clotting factors such as fibrinogen and factor 7, 8 and 10 increase in pregnancy which makes women hypercoagulable or more likely to develop blood clots. This increases the risk of venous thromboembolism which is blood clots developing in veins. Pregnant women are more likely to develop deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolism. There are a few other changes that you may find on blood results and these are increased white blood cells, decreased platelet count, increased ESR or erythrocyte sedimentation rate and D-dimers, increased alkaline phosphatase or ALP which can be up to four times normal due to secretion by the placenta of alkaline phosphatase. Reduced albumin due to loss of proteins in the kidneys and calcium requirements increase but so does gut absorption of calcium which means that calcium levels remain stable. Next let's talk about the hair and the skin changes in pregnancy. There are several skin changes that are normal during pregnancy and these are increased skin pigmentation which is due to the increased melanocyte stimulating hormone with changes like linea nigra and melasma. Striae gravidarum are stretch marks 
that occur on the expanding abdomen as the pregnancy develops. There can be generalised itchiness or pruritus, which can be normal, but can indicate obstetric cholestasis. Spider nevi can occur, and also palmar erythema. Finally, postpartum hair loss is normal, and it usually improves within six months. Thanks for listening to this episode on the physiological changes in pregnancy. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode, which will be on labour and delivery.